Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is uh, Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass. And uh, coming up on today's show, Ben Steele uh, covers the Marquette Golden Eagles from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. will join us here in about 15 minutes. You'll have an opportunity here from Mike DeCourcy, uh, who joined us uh, in the first hour of the big show today, Sporting News, Big Ten Network, lots of Badger basketball talk there. Um, and then uh, towards the end of the hour, before we get to Rami on Crosstalk, and a little bit more about Third Street uh, uh, Hall that's going to be opening up here, uh, Third Street Market Hall that's going to be opening up uh, inside uh, Grand Avenue uh, Mall or the old Grand Avenue Mall uh, coming up here tomorrow. So if you haven't heard about Third Street Market Hall yet, uh, we'll help you out with that a little bit as well. Uh, all right, start off the show today. I I, I want to. Um, do a couple of things here before we get to Ben Steele. First thing I want to do is pass along something that I just saw on social media. Uh, we're trying to get Michael Lombardi on uh, for the show on Monday, uh, Odyssey NFL Insider, uh, the GM Shuffle podcast, all that fun stuff. And Lombardi, of course, has been a, a general manager before in the NFL, um, tends to be critical of the Packers over the course of time, but still is fairly tied in, I'd say, to a lot of what's going on in the national a football league at this point. So as people that he knows working in different front offices and so forth. All right. H- having said all of that, uh, he apparently uh, is saying uh, that the situation in Miami, uh, a little bit more different than we all thought. So this whole time, I think a lot of people thought that the owner Ross was the one that really wanted the Sean Watson, that it was him wanting to get that deal done and move on from Tua and get a star player in South Beach and go be that guy for the Dolphins, right? That I think that was kind of the idea. Okay, fine. But according to Michael Lombardi today, and again, I'm trying to get him for Monday for the big show, but according to Michael Lombardi, apparently at one point during the season, Brian Flores, who, you know, is going to interview with the Chicago Bears, everybody is shocked and uh, appalled that Flores was let go by the Miami Dolphins after their season and after last season. And they kept Chris Greer, the general manager, instead. Apparently, according to Lombardi, Flores looked at Tua, the starting quarterback, 
and said, hey, man, we made a mistake. We should have drafted Mac Jones instead. Now, I don't have Gary here and I don't have Leroy here to ask them if this is something that's common, right? So is this something common? Maybe more common in Gary's era than in Leroy's era because it feels like they're two completely two different worlds. You know, is that something that a coach back in, you know, the 60s, 70s, or 80s looks at some dude and says, man, we should have drafted the other guy. You know, you stink. To try and motivate them, light a fire under them, get them going. Maybe that's a thing back then. Don't know. I plan on asking Gary and Leroy tomorrow on the big show. But I'll just tell you, with today's players, I don't think that works. Like, I, I think with a lot of these dudes, you get the exact opposite effect of what you're trying to get. Then, you see how Tua played down the stretch. I thought he played okay. I don't think he was horrible by any stretch of the imagination. So, I don't know if the conflict between Greer and Flores was the fact that Tua was a quarterback and Flores didn't want him as a quarterback. So, I don't know if that was the beef or what the deal was why these two guys couldn't get along, according to the owner. Uh, And that's part of the reason they decided to move on as well. And when Ross originally said at the press conference when they fired Flores that, hey, I'm going to keep Tua. We're going to go with Tua here. I need a coach in here that believes in Tua, believes in what he can do, and that's what we're going to do. I was like, yeah, right, whatever. He's talking nonsense at a press conference, you know. But now after hearing the Lombardi report today, you can't, again, today's NFL, you can't be saying that to somebody, right? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, that'd be, be like going to Jordan Love. Be like, hey, I, we should have drafted this quarterback instead of you. Or we should have drafted this position player uh, instead of you. Should have drafted Patrick Queen, the inside linebacker with the Ravens, instead of tra- drafting you, Jordan. That's what we should have done. That would have been a better move. Could you imagine? First of all, not only are you going to offend the player, but then you know darn right well that player is going to be hot. That player is going to call the agent. That agent is going to be even more livid than the player, probably. That agent then is going to call the general manager. And we all know how that's going to play out. It's not going to be pretty. Then the general manager's going to have to take the heat and deal with it, try and calm everybody down, and then he's got to go talk to his coach and tell his coach, what are you doing? What is your problem? And if that coach is all, you know, puffing out his chest, like, I'll say what I want to say. I'm the coach. You can't stop me. If it's that type of deal which I don't know if it was or not with Flores, but if it was, now ah, you really got a big problem because then it's coach versus quarterback. They don't have another option at quarterback in Miami. Tua's got to be the guy. So that is horrible. And the fact that Lombardi puts it out there today as Flores will start interviewing here shortly, I mean, if you're the Bears, and that, that's who you know, you're considering interviewing, don't you got to make some calls now? Don't you got to make some calls to Miami and find out, did that happen, did that not happen? Because I don't want this dude running his mouth saying the Bears made a mistake drafting you, Justin Fields. They should have took player X instead. Like, that is the last thing I want on my football field or in my locker room for my head coach when I got some young guy that I think is the next star of the NFL or my next franchise quarterback to build around. I don't need my coach ripping them uh, and saying they should have taken somebody else. Flogger, wouldn't that concern you if you're – McCaskey and the Bears at this point of you're all down for Flores, but now this gets out. I think you got to make some calls and find out if there's any truth to that happening because you don't need that with Justin Fields. Like that, that's that's a problem. You can't have that. Well, the thing is, he would have no control over 
that, you know, like obviously that was a poor decision and they're two different drafts. So that was what's the really confusing thing to me. Like, how could you say we should have taken Mac Jones over you, even though it was a year later? Like that is just really confusing to me just overall, especially because of the history of Mac Jones and Tua as well. Uh, because I mean, the locker room in Alabama was a little bit split between the two for a while. Sure was as well. Jalen Hurts, yep. exactly, and Jalen Hurts being there too. All three of them kind of earning a little bit of keep within the locker room at Alabama. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's Alabama; they're going to win championships. Doesn't either way. matter. But uh, you know, at this level, Brian Flores, you know, saying that if he did, it was stupid. But I don't know if it's to the point where you wouldn't hire him so at his Plucker. next gib because even if even if he takes over a place like Chicago now, like Justin Fields being there, sure. But like he had no part in drafting Justin Fields whatsoever. But this is my fear. My fear is this dude. If if this happened, we don't know. If this happened to me, that's a guy that loses his cool, right, and then says something out of emotion and frustration with what he's dealing with as a quarterback and throws that shot at the quarterback in trying to get that quarterback either mad or more focused or whatever the case may be. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Either way, if I'm the Bears, I don't want him getting frustrated going to Justin Fields, we're drafting your replacement this offseason. This ain't working. Like, I don't, I don't want it. I don't need it. Don't want nothing to do with it. That's that's where my concern would lie if I'm somebody looking at floors and bringing him in. Now, again, maybe this happens across the National Football League and we aren't aware of it. Maybe there are coaches yelling at players saying they should have Jacob did this guy instead of that guy and trying to motivate him and get him going. I think it was probably more common back in like Gary's era than it is now because this seems completely different to me now than it was back then, listening to stories from Gary and then listening to stories from Leroy of how both of those teams uh, were coached back in the day between Forrest Gregg and Mike Holmgren. Night and day difference, obviously. This style here, uh, if true, that Flores is doing, does not go along necessarily with what the rest of the NFL appears to be doing. Now, if this story, for instance, if this story came out of Detroit with Campbell and those guys, the testosterone, the former players losing their mind, yelling and screaming and whatever old school football, I'd be like, yeah, can't say I'm all that shocked. But this one here, this is a little bit different to me. Mm. To me, right? I mean, is it different when it's a former player like Campbell and all his all his guys that he's got on that staff yelling and screaming and going nuts all the time? You just go, oh, that's coach. He's, he's lost his mind again, right? That, that That's one thing. But if it's somebody that's more calm and under composure a little bit and snaps because he's had enough, I think that hits home a little bit more. Just like somebody on the radio. If somebody on the radio is talking crazy all the time and they say something stupid... Nobody pays any attention to it. Why? Because they're always talking stupid. But if somebody's on the radio and is always very PC, always says the same stuff over and over again, and they go sideways, then it's a major story. It blows up and everybody you know, goes crazy because that person said something out of line or different. I don't think, it's much, I don't think there's much of a difference. All right, so that's the one thing I wanted to address. Uh, I, I have got some other NFL news in regarding head coaches. Your eyes got really big. Did you get a lot of sleep last night? You've been yawning all day. You all right? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I, I feel like you could fall asleep night, like but... at any moment over there. No, I'm good. Uh, Texans fired David Culley. One year, and it was this year, with that depleted <clears throat> roster, goes 4-13, and 13 and they fire him. I, I think that's so dumb. It's ridiculous. Not even giving the guy a chance. But not to mention, they were playing better at the end of the year. 
Like, they were playing better at the end of the year. The Texans, they were playing hard at the end of the year. That Davis Mills kid, man, they developed that kid, didn't they? I mean, Mills threw for over 300 yards several times. And I think before the season started, the Texans were largely considered the worst team in football, and they won four games. Correct. And they killed the Chargers a couple weeks ago. And you had the Watson sideshow to deal with. Yeah. So he had to overcome that, too. He had no chance of succeeding there. I I don't understand this whatsoever. Oh, I do. You're just setting up a guy to fail. No, I'll tell you what's going to be funny, Plucker. What's going to be funny? They hired Bill O'Brien back. That, that's, to me, that's going to crack me up. If they go to Bill O'Brien and go, sorry, dude, we were wrong. No, we made a mistake. You can have full control again. We were at least in the playoffs when you were here. We made a mistake. Please, oh, please, oh, please come back to Houston. I, I don't understand the Collie thing. I mean, that's, that's. I'm not saying you should have a rule that they have to be in place for at least two years before you can fire a head coach or whatever, but that's ridiculous. Like, give me a listen. Not much different than you go back to that Ray Rhodes thing. I mean, I was had a 500 record gone after one year. 500 record. He was coach of the year in Philadelphia with the Eagles. One year toast. This dude doesn't have any track record as a head coach. You gave him one year and axed him. Like again, that Texas management team isn't winning anybody over. Not winning anybody over. Now, the guy, correct me if I'm wrong, Plucker, the guy in that front office is a former Patriot guy, right? That's the guy they brought over to run the Texans. So let's start thinking about some of the former Bill Belichick guys that are all out there because I don't believe any of them have head coaching jobs currently. So maybe they're looking around trying to find, he's trying to find somebody maybe that he's worked with in the past. Matt Patricia. Oh my God! <laughs> or Josh McDaniel? But why would Josh jo- McDaniel said he's not leaving? Why would Josh McDaniel leave he for wouldn't. Houston? He wouldn't, right? That doesn't make any sense. Because what Josh McDaniel, I think, is looking at is I got my quarterback in Mac Jones. So I'm gonna go with going forward here. Bill's gonna coach a couple more years. I, my guess is this: Belichick wants to win on one Super Bowl without Brady. That's my guess. Once he wins one Super Bowl without Brady, he retires. And then Josh McDaniel walks in and takes over after Belichick gets his one Super Bowl. Be pretty impressive. I mean, even though they cheat. But it'd be pretty impressive if Belichick was able to pull off a Super Bowl with Mac Jones um, after Tom Brady leaves and they go down in the doldrums and they come all the way back up again. Be a pretty impressive feat for sure. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll talk with Ben Steele on the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about Marquette and Shaka Smart. They're not as good as Wisconsin necessarily record-wise. They're still playing playing a pretty good brand of basketball. We'll talk to him next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Ben Steele, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Talk some Marquette basketball on hold. We'll join us momentarily. First, let me talk about Young Express. We talk about so much is continuing to grow. Don't you be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business for over 30 years? Well, you're in luck. They're looking to add company straight truck drivers right now. So if you heard me talk about how great a company this is to work for, well, now you can go and apply online. This is what they're looking for. Have to have a minimum one-year continuous trade truck driving experience, familiarity with DOT regulations, clean background, and driving record. Again, everything local, no overnights as well. What you can expect, 
40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. 99% no-touch freight. All dock-to-dock, no home deliveries. Health insurance, 401k with company match, and a Christmas bonus. No truck jumping. Plus, you get a new truck every four years. Personal days and vacation days as well. Apply for the position at youngexpress.com right now. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Joining us now. Uh, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is our guy, Ben Steele, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Time to talk some uh, Marquette hoops. But before we do that, you got a nice little feature story uh, that you just put out there on a player in town to play for Golden State, Ben. Yeah, yeah. I talked to uh, Jordan Poole, uh, former Milwaukee King high school player. Um, doesn't seem that long ago that he was in high school, but now he's he's 22 years old and he's playing really well for the Warriors uh, this year. When Clay Thompson was out earlier in the season, he was he was starting and averaging almost 18 points a game, so I thought it'd be kind of good to check in with him and, and see how he got to so good so fast in the NBA with one of the NBA's top teams. Uh, always, always good to check up on uh, our local Milwaukee guys. It feels like Golden State's a good organization to play for. Did you get that same feeling talking to him? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was like the perfect landing spot for him in, in a number of ways. Uh, one, he's just a really good shooter to begin with, really good off of movement and screens and all that, which, you know, obviously fits in perfectly with the Golden State style. And then, you know, learning shooting tips and tricks from Stephen Curry and, and Clay Thompson, you can't get much better than that. Or even talking with Draymond Green, you know, one of the, one of the smartest basketball players of all time, you know, it's, uh, perfect spot for him and then you know with clay thompson being injured the last couple years that that opened up a lot of playing time at shooting guard and he was able to kind of play through some early mistakes and 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 you know play a lot in a situation where he uh, other situations he probably wouldn't have got as many much playing time so really good really good fortunate for him that he landed there a dog with Ben Steele. Follow him on Twitter at Ben Steele MJS. At Ben Steele MJS covers up Marquette men's basketball uh, for the Journal Sun. Now let's talk about this Marquette basketball team uh, a little bit. Coming off a win against DePaul, a team that they obviously should beat, uh, eighty-seven mm-hmm. uh, to seventy-six. Again, now Mark, we we talked with Mike DeCourcy earlier from Sporting News and the Big Ten Network. Uh, was part of that FS1 broadcast where they had the coaches mic'd up, and you got to see pretty much everything that occurs. Uh, during a game, uh, did you get a chance to see any of that? Did you like any of that? Yeah, I watched. I've watched about half of it so far. Um, it's kind of tough to watch when both of the coaches are mic'd up at the same time, you know, and they're kind of screaming out instructions at their players at the same time. But the, you know, the the locker room stuff and the the timeout stuff is 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 cool for sure, especially like when the when the coaching staff huddles right before they talk to the right. players. Just just getting the, getting over to hear that. Over here, that stuff is pretty cool. So let's talk about this Marquette team a little bit. You know, we talk about the Badgers, um, and we talked with Mike DeCourcy about it earlier uh, on the Wendy's Big Show. I'm going to play that back uh, coming up in the next segment uh, for Badger fans. Uh, but with the Badgers, it's Johnny Davis uh, and then kind of everybody else. Tyler Wall, I guess, and Brad Davidson is after Johnny Davis, but it's really him and everybody else. Uh, at the beginning of the year, um, I had a feeling that it might kind of go that way, but as the season has kind of progressed here, it really does feel like a team effort. Like you're getting different, um, different big nights from different guys on a night in night out basis. It feels like for Marquette when they're winning. Yeah, yeah. Shaka mentioned that 
after the game last night or two nights ago, um, he always rewards like uh, he calls up the domino of the game. That's what he calls like the the player who had the most impact uh, on the team, and it, they put the the player's picture up in the in the Al McGuire Center on campus in the practice facility uh, after wins. And in their last ten wins, like nine different guys had shared that award for for Marquette Man. inside their program. So uh, yeah, it's a different guy every night. Last game, it was you know Greg Elliott knocking down threes. Uh, game before Olivier Maxence Prosper, who had struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year, but it's kind of fine in his way. He had 22 points, and yeah, it's it's, it's a different guy every night. That's it's not a team that that one guy is going to go out there and get get you 25 or 30 a night. They're going to have to share it a lot, like they did last game, like against DePaul. The number that that stood out 27 was, assists, right? Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say for sure. So. That's the kind of team like, when they're better. They're they're better when the ball's popping around and the ball doesn't stagnate and and players are finding their own shots. Well, let's talk about Greg Elliott for a second because you know Wojo leaves. Uh, in comes Shaka Smart uh, in a huge surprise. Uh, leaves Texas and comes to Marquette. Um, and then this roster gets like com- almost completely overhauled. Elliott was one of those lone, uh, one of those uh, hanger honors, I guess, that decided to stay and gut it out and, and see what happens. Has he talked much about the difference uh, between Wojo uh, as a coach and the atmosphere that he provided and how he was versus how Shaka Smart has handled uh, this basketball team? Yeah, he talked. Uh, Greg talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the year. He talked about uh, the first time he Shaka called him on the phone and they talked as soon as Shaka took the job and Shaka kind of laid out his vision of how he wanted to play, like get up and down and play defense, uh, press full court, press defense, you know, that Shaka smart style. Um, and he, I think what Greg said was that what he was most impressed by was, was, was Shaka never pressured, pressured him to make a decision. Um, and Shaka spent a lot of time just kind of getting to know Greg on a personal level not just as a basketball player. And I think that that really struck Greg. And so when it came time to make his decision about whether he wanted to stay at Marquette for another year, or he, he seems like he's been there forever. He can actually play another year, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Cause um, he's a junior, but, right? Yeah. Yeah. Technically as a junior, he redshirted a year. Um, so he's, he's been there five years. Um, but yeah, I think that was, uh, that really impressed him. Just, just, what Shaka was all about, investing in those personal relationships and, and also that style of play. I think that's that's what allowed Greg to buy in to, to, to stay in another year. you got young guys uh, that are stepping up uh, and helping out as well. Cam Jones is one that comes to mind. Uh, coming off of the bench for them has had uh, nice games as well. A couple of games ago he had 14 points uh, for this Marquette team, and him and Elliott both have been nice little additions for him off the bench. Yeah, Cam and Greg are probably, you know, for a team that, Marquette's its biggest weakness is probably a three-point shooting. If you if you look at the games they've lost, it's they've they've shot poor percentage as uh, from from behind the line, and even or just overall, even in the last couple three-game winning streaks that they've had, they they haven't shot the lights out. But Cam and Greg are probably the best shooters. Uh, yeah, Cam is a is an interesting player to watch. He's he's got super high confidence in his shot. He's not shy about putting it up. Um, which is pretty rare for a freshman, one that didn't come in with you know a lot of hype to him. But uh, 
yeah, he's impressive, man. He's he's a bucket getter. You know, the other guy we talked about before on on Sparky's Midday Madness here, talking with Ben Steele, the Milwaukee Journal settle uh, about Marquette basketball. Uh, it's Tyler Kolick. I saw somebody on Twitter the other night when that game was going on referred to him as the magician. Uh, ten, yeah. 10 more assists uh, in that game for Kolick. And this isn't a guy that's been around for five years necessarily at the college no. level. I mean, he's making things looking really easy at a really young age right now is Kolick. Yeah, he's 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 the engine of, of Marquette's offense, uh, especially running the pick and roll. Like his passing vision is just uh, just tremendous, and making the the quick reads off the pick and roll, uh, hitting guys with you know one arm passes off the live dribble, cross court passes to open shooters on the other side, uh, you know getting into the lane and and dumping it off to Kirkweather or Oso Iguodaro for dunks. Yeah, he's really impressive. Um, that's another thing that that Shaka talked about the last game. Uh, Tyler played last season at George Mason, he was mostly like a spot-up shooter. He hadn't, you know, had the ball in his hands a lot and running a lot of pick-and-rolls. So I don't know if it's it's something they just stumbled into once he got on campus here or, or they knew that he was going to play like this. But it, it it's impressive the way he can uh, run the offense. You know, looking ahead to this uh, this Marquette schedule, and we were talking about the Badgers' schedule the last couple of days, how they got a couple of ranked teams coming up, including Ohio State tonight for the Badgers. But my God, I mean, if you look yeah, at Marquette's schedule, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Saturday home against the 20th-ranked Seton Hall, then Wednesday at Villanova 14th rank, mm-hmm. then home against 17th ranked Xavier, then at number 20 Seton Hall, at yeah. number 23 Providence, home against number 14 Villanova. I mean, if they want to be in the top 25, they they got a road to get there right uh-huh. now with all these ranked teams in their next six games. Yeah, and I think you could tack on a, at Connecticut after after that stretch. After too. Villanova, yeah, yep. Seven games are, are brutal. Yeah, I, I think if Marquette goes 10 and or two and five in that stretch, man, just like throw a parade, you know? Um, but yeah, if, if, if they want to be ranked, like there's opportunities ahead. Um, you know, the, the path to the NCAA tournament is definitely there for Marquette. I don't know if you talked about this with, with the Corsi, but like, you know, right now it seems like Marquette would be in the field, but if they, if they want to secure the spot for sure, like you can, you can lock up, lock up some signature wins in the next seven well, games. I mean, you go back to the beginning of the year, that Illinois win is going to be big on the resume uh, yeah. as long as Illinois yeah. continues to play well. So that's big. But then you yeah. lose to a ranked Bonaventure team, same Bonaventure team. You lose to a ranked Badger team because the Badgers couldn't miss yeah. that day. Uh, they lose at Xavier, a ranked team as well. But then you get a win uh, at home against a ranked Providence team, which helps out as well. Yeah. And now, like I said, you know, six games in a row against ranked teams, you know, they go three and three there and can come out of this yeah. thing with no, five wins against easy, ranked yeah. teams going into the, the, the Big East tournament. I, th- I think you feel good about your chances. Oh, definitely for sure. I mean, yeah, you mentioned it. Like Marquette doesn't have really any bad losses. Uh, I mean, they lost a crane at home, um, and that was a game they probably should have won up three in, in the final seconds of, of the first overtime there. But, um, yeah, yeah, the, the the pathway to the NCAA tournament's there. It's there for this team, which is pretty surprising. I don't think any of us would would have said that at the beginning of the year. No, and they have some fairly young guys that are going to be here for a while. Like I don't, I don't see any of these guys going to the NBA draft after this year. So uh, they 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 might be around for a couple of years here with Shaka Smart, and hopefully, you know, this helps Marquette get another uh, good recruiting class with Shaka to build on going mm-hmm. forward. Ben, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it, like always. 
Awesome, man. I'm here for you whenever you need me. All right, buddy. Be good. There he is, Ben Steele. Follow him on Twitter at Ben Steele MJS on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, just breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com today. Uh, and now let's talk a little bit about my friends over at Q Club of Wisconsin. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. They got indoor bocce ball and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. <laughs> With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Up next, you'll hear from Mike DeCourcy of the Big Ten Network and Sporting News talking some Badger hoops next on Sparky's Midday Madness. All right, welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Hey, want to cash in during the pro football playoffs? Try out Giving Props, a free-to-play contest on betql.com. Every round of the playoffs, they'll post 10 props. Simply create an account and make your picks for a chance to win $2,000 in weekly winnings. Plus, just by signing up, you're entered into a random grand prize drawing for $10,000. Get started today at betql.com slash props. That's betql.com slash props. Mike DeCourse, Big Ten Network Sporting News, joined us earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, and we started off talking to him about Johnny Davis and this Badgers team and kind of like I always do compared to Wade and Marquette uh, and the fact that, you know, this dude's a lottery pick type player and clearly a lot better than everybody thought coming off of uh, last year when we saw him. Oh, it, it really is. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think that what Greg is showing is that uh, Wisconsin basketball was, has been in the right hands for now more than 20. Well, actually, if you go back to Dick, I mean, yeah. Dick Bennett, you're, you're talking about yeah. nearly 30 years of, of Wisconsin basketball being in the right hands. And, and I, I think Greg has continued the very high standards that were set by Dick Bennett and by Bo Ryan. Uh, and, and this season is, is a remarkable development. And, of course, the biggest part of that is Johnny. Uh, I, I liked him a lot as a freshman and would have been disappointed if he didn't come out this year an average 15 points or so. Uh, but to do this is astonishing. I, I can't remember many players that have taken the step that Johnny has. And here we have two in the same, in the same league with Keegan Murray doing essentially the same thing. You know, Mike, you talked about Dick Bennett a little bit. And to me, it, it just puzzles my mind that I feel like Badger fans wanted more uh, out of the program. I mean, you even saw in the last couple of years, a lot of people wanted Greg Gard out. They wanted him gone because they had higher expectations of the program. And I understand that program is going to go through some ebb and flows because that's the way it built. But with, with Greg Gard, I, I feel like he's the right man for the job and really what Wisconsin wants to accomplish. Well, I mean, obviously you'd like to have uh... – situations like 2014 and 15, but let's not forget what had to happen for that to happen. Uh, one, you had to have a five-star prospect grow up up the road. That happens sometimes in Wisconsin, but not every day in Sam Decker. And then you had to have the remarkable story 
uh, of, of Frank Kaminsky going from a red-shirted freshman to the National Player of the Year. That never happens. Uh, so, I, you know, so are you in the picture every year? And for the most part, uh, that's been Wisconsin. I mean, they won the league in 2020, uh, shared it, obviously, but won it. Um, mm-hmm. And they weren't able to take that team uh, farther because there was no NCAA tournament. Uh, they made the tournament last year in advance. It wasn't the year that they wanted to have. Uh, a lot went into that, and uh, different programs got through uh, COVID and and the assorted uh, issues with that better than others. Uh, I think Wisconsin had some good and some bad relative to that uh, in terms of how players and, uh, handled it and everything. Uh, and and so I, I I just you know I I think it's easy to forget what Wisconsin basketball was when I began my career, which was, <laughs> I mean, you know, when I began covering college basketball, Wisconsin was, there were 10 teams in the big 10 then, and, and they were the 10th or they were the ninth. It was yeah, them or yeah. them or Northwestern. Let's, let's not forget that. And now um, you're a, you're a fixture at or near the top of the big 10 uh, and, and an annual NCAA tournament participant. That's a lot. I would agree, and I think people forget that. And and, and you talk about they got a big game tonight against Ohio State. Uh, who a lot of people thought would be where they are or be a little bit better. How do you like that matchup tonight? I think it's going to be very interesting uh, because we saw on Sunday, we had the game on Big Ten Network on Sunday against Maryland, and Maryland uh, weighted their defense a lot toward Johnny and made it a tough night for him. They did a nice job. I mean, he, he still put up nearly 20 points. Uh, but it was tough because he, he shot a lower percentage than he's accustomed to. Um, but it opened up Tyler Wall to have uh, almost a career day. Uh, it, it just gave him a lot of room, a lot of opportunity to operate, and he took full advantage of that. And so I, 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 I'm curious to see how Ohio State reacts to what they saw in that game. Uh, if, they, if they weight their defense toward Johnny, uh, do they do they leave the Tyler Wall? Uh, if you if you you know when you look at that lineup, who do you leave alone? I mean, who, who do you who do you cheat off of on the perimeter to guard Johnny Davis if you're going to use uh, multiple players? Uh, it's hard to pick, and that's why Maryland struggled with uh, with with what Tyler did. It's hard to pick from that group who you would who you would cheat off of. Uh, if you try to play him straight up, they don't have a natural. Matchup. I mean, EJ Liddell. Uh, first of all, he's their first offensive option. Do you want to play him at, against the other team's best player? That you know that can wear on his own offense. Uh, and secondarily, it, it, he's a different kind of player. I mean, the, EJ is a more of a, of a power forward, and Johnny's certainly a guard slash wing. And so it would be an interesting matchup. But I don't know if that's prudent or not. And if if it's not him, then you're probably trusting a freshman uh, or you're missing you're you're mis- mixing the matchup totally and putting uh, a great point guard defender uh, uh, like Jamari Wheeler on him so I, I so many different options that Ohio State has none of them says this is the one Not, none of them looks mm-hmm. like the absolute ideal so it, it I, I you know he, Chris Holtman is a great coach and he'll have something but I, I can't tell you in advance what it would be you know, Mike, I'm talking with Mike DeCourcy, Sporting News, Big Ten Network. Follow him on Twitter at TSN Mike. 
Uh, we were talking with Jim Polzina, the Wisconsin State Journal, yesterday about the Badgers. And I guess the only concern that I really have right now, as far as kind of looking ahead, providing this team can stay healthy as we get closer uh, to the tournament in a couple months, is just I- I'm concerned about their lack of depth. I mean, their starting five is fine. Uh, but then when you get to that bench, that's where I get concerned. Now, again, I'm not watching every college basketball team around the country probably like you are, so maybe it's a common problem around college basketball. But that would be my one issue, Mike. Well, one thing I would say is that they have they have center depth. Um, behind Stephen Crowell, they have Chris Vogt. There aren't very many people that don't go down uh, from from starting center to backup center, and that's one place where they do, and that's where – that's really where you need it first because that player is most likely of all your players to get into foul trouble. Last line of defense, tries to challenge shots, that's where you can end up in foul trouble. So I think they're at least good there. I do agree that that beyond the starting five, it does get a little lean in terms of guys who've proven they can make an impact on the perimeter. Jordan Davis has had some good minutes at times. Um, but it, it is it is a big difference uh, going from their starting five to the bench. But the good thing is that you know I, one of the things that always kind of frosts me about uh, about <laughs> the way games are covered is yeah. these, this the emphasis on bench scoring. I don't care if my bench scores at all. Can they play? Like if I'm getting a hundred points out of my starters, how do I? How much do I care? How much I'm getting out of my bench? True. It's it's. It's the most overused stat in, in college basketball. Can you come in and can you, can you mix? Can you, can you do your job defensively? Can you make sure the ball goes through the offense? Okay, it's not going to be you that shoots it. That's okay. We've got, you know, they almost, if Johnny were a superstar, I mean, you'd have, almost have three first options. It's, he's so clearly great that it does, he does separate from Brad Davison and, and Tyler. But if you didn't have, if you had him at that level I talked about before, the, what you expected, where he would be averaging 15 or so, you'd have three guys you could run to your offense to and feel good about. So the key is you don't want those guys all to be in foul trouble at once or all to be fatigued at once. So there's always one or two of those players on the floor, and it doesn't matter as much if the reserves are productive so much as it matters if they can be uh, effective team players and just do their jobs. You know, Mike, the, the Big Ten seems to be stacked again this year. How good is Michigan State, and is Michigan underachieving? Well, at Michigan State's very good. Uh, they have they have the depth you talked about. They have different options they can throw at that, but they don't have a Johnny Davis that they know they're getting twenty out of almost every night. Uh, that's what that's the one thing that Michigan State's missing that most of the other excellent teams in the Big Ten have is that one star player. And that, that can cause problems for you at times. I, I think that, uh, uh, that they, Gabe Brown has done a really nice job of trying to be the man, uh, but he's still a teeny bit streaky. Uh, so that, so they, they will, I think, at times when they get into the more difficult games, when they start going on the road more uh, and playing against the excellent teams in this league, I think they might have a little trouble with that at times. But they're still a really terrific team with a, with a lot of different guys who can hurt you. Um, Michigan's underachievement, if you, you know, it, it, I, I think it's an interesting question. I, I, part of it is that a lot of people underestimated what they lost. 
they lost in, in uh, Isaiah Livers. I mean, they have not played well without Isaiah Livers in four years, and that includes this year where he's now in the NBA. Uh, they, they, when he was hurt uh, in, as a sophomore, as a junior, they struggled. And, and that was under, you know, that was under uh, uh, J- Jim, uh, John Beeline, and, that was under, and that's been under uh, uh, Jawan as well. And so I, I think that they have to get their culture to where uh, they don't miss that leadership and, and toughness he brought as much. And I think the second part of it is that there were a lot of assumptions made because of the success he had last year with Mike Smith that, okay, he's going in the transfer portal, he's bringing this guy out, well, that guy's going to be great then because it worked with Mike Smith so well. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of tough on uh, Jawan and, uh, because it, you know, every player doesn't make that transition as successfully as Mike Smith did. Uh, it, it, it works for some and it doesn't work for others. Uh, I, I, there was a kid at, at Xavier, Jason Carter, who played really well at Ohio U, tried to transfer up to Xavier last year and struggled at times. And now he's back at Ohio U and he's playing great. Some, some guys are at their level and, and, and fit that level at the mid majors. And some guys can make the transition to high major and be terrific. Uh, that's been a problem for Michigan. And then the other problem is their freshman, Caleb Houston, top 10 recruit expected to be great and has really struggled with the transition to the high major basketball. It's just, it's not worked at this point, but he's still a talent. And it still might work. There he is, Mike DeCorsi, Sporting News, Big Ten Network. Follow him on Twitter at TSN Mike. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Dan Plugger, executive producer, other side of the glass. We'll come back. We'll talk to uh, Rami Makhlouf, uh, who has the Rami show coming up here at 3 o'clock. And we'll talk with Eric Hay, the general manager of Third Street Market Hall that's set to open tomorrow. That's all straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studio. Rami Makhlouf, the Rami show comes up next at 3 o'clock. We'll talk to him momentarily. But first on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline now is Eric K., general manager of the soon-to-be-open 3rd Street Market Hall. Eric, thanks for coming on, man. appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Sparky. Glad to do it. Hey, uh, first things first, uh, the news uh, of yesterday that I saw on social media, you guys planning to open this bad boy up tomorrow. Is that plan still in place, Eric? (laughs) Yes. Finally, we have reached that point. We are going to open tomorrow at 11 a.m. Couldn't be happier. Okay, so for people that don't know about Third Street Market Hall, and at this point you should be living under a rock if you haven't heard about this, but Third Street Market Hall in the old Grand Avenue Mall location, kind of explain to everybody kind of what this is all about. Sure. So we're, we're a food hall, um, and we have uh, an array of food vendors, which are all uh, local um, vendors. Um, we have a large bar. We have a photoverse, which is a selfie museum. We have top golf swing suites. We have snookball. We have shuffleboard courts, uh, various yard games available. So it's, it's more than food and drink, a place to get food and drink. It's a place to go and spend some time and uh, enjoy yourself and do some activities and eat and drink. I think one of the most important things is, and you, you deemed it as a food hall, and I had a chance to come down there, thanks to you and Omar, and kind of walk around and check it out a couple of weeks back, is the fact that Everything in there, inside of this food hall, where you have all these different food vendors where you can go and buy any type of food you could possibly imagine, that it's all local. Like, it's all people from 
within, you know, Wisconsin or southeastern Wisconsin that have their venues in there that may have food trucks elsewhere or may have restaurants elsewhere that are in there. This isn't national chains inside of Third Street Market Hall. Correct. Super important to us. Um, you know, we did a, a spent spent a good deal of time vetting uh, vendors that we thought would be a good fit for us. But these are good people that are, are contributors to the community that have great products that we wanted to be partners with. Um, and the, you know, the bigger me- the me- the bigger message that we're we're trying to convey is that we're we're here to support the community and now, be here for the community. The other thing that always gets brought up when I hear people talk about this is what's the difference between this and the public market. Well, I think you, you, you'll you'll find some some similarities. Um, we not only have food vendors, but we'll have certain market type vendors as well selling local goods. Um, but I think uh, we have a bigger footprint in the public market, and there's more places to to kind of hang out and and entertainment that the public market doesn't have. You brought up the Top Sweet Golf area, which is awesome, and people will be able to rent that out. It's not just for golf either, right? You can do baseball on that thing, football, whatever the case may be. Correct. Super cool. So you can come in with your family if you have if you have young children, and we can set it up so you can play dodgeball. There's baseball. There's hockey. There's soccer games, and then um, you know golf as well. Uh, the the Top Golf Swing Suite has 84 golf courses, and then you can do practice and all sorts of different things. So it's not just the Top Golf Golf Swing Suite, but uh, we also have other games available to bring the family down. In. One last thing I want to include for uh, probably more of the younger generation is this whole selfie museum and what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, it's quite quite a cool project. Uh, we partnered with MyAd, and we had the students built out uh, scenes, uh, about uh, 14 different scenes for people to come. And you, you pay an entry fee, and you go in and uh, take, take selfies. We have ring lights set up for uh, good-looking photographs and all different kinds of super cool scenes that were created by uh, the students at MyAd. And you encourage people to, if they want to dress up, they can bring their own costumes to change into and the whole deal, right? Oh, yeah. We're, we're full, full service here. We, we have uh, three different changing rooms. If you want to bring uh, some outfits and, and, and do some things like that, by all means, we have changing rooms available. And then we uh, are also available to rent it out for, for professional photographers uh, when we're not uh, operating. There is Eric K, 3rd Street Market Hall, downtown Milwaukee, old Grand Avenue Mall location right there on Wisconsin Avenue. Opens tomorrow morning uh, at 11 a.m. How long are you guys going to be open till at night? Uh, during the week, the bar will close at 10, uh, excuse me, 9 p.m. with the food vendors closing at 8. And the weekends, we're going to go later, food vendors till 10. Bar will open, be open till 11. So a great place to sit at the bar and watch sports as well. There he is, Eric Kay, uh, general manager over at the Third Street Market Hall. Opens tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eric, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Sparky. You bet you. Big good. There he is, Eric Kay on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. of applying for home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, we'll breathe. Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Rami Makhlouf is here. What is coming up on the Rami Show? On the Rami Show today, Steve Sparky. First of all, how are you? You good? Uh, yeah, good. I've, I've had a really, really good day. Really? It's been, a, well, the day didn't start out great, but it's been a really What's good day. What's been so good about it? Uh, found out that like my that. junior has a chance to graduate after the fall semester next year, not have to go his whole senior year. Oh, wow. Uh, so nice. that, that really started it. And it's been, Dang. from that moment on, it's been pretty much good news uh, for the rest of the day. That's good. Uh, Mer- Merciless shows up good. out of nowhere. I practice today for the Packers. Yeah. Get those Super Bowl vibes. Mm-hmm. I heard your promo 
uh, saying something about is this year's better than last year's team, right? I don't think I'm even going to do that. We're going to do. We're going to push that off. Well, then I'm going to answer it anyhow. You Other things have come up. Can I answer it then? though? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is a much better football team than last year's team. Mm. Much better. Okay. Think about it. Their offensive line. Yashu's been a starter. He's now depth guy, right? Newman is going to get pushed back to the bench. He's a depth guy. And then who's the other guy that I'm missing? Uh, Patrick, I guess, could also be a depth guy mm-hmm. uh, at this point as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're seriously, they're like eight guys deep. Right now on that offensive line, Dennis Kelly. There's another the guy. The O-line is thought. probably better than it was last year simply because he got Bakhtiari back. Well, And that, Dennis that Dennis Kelly is a legitimate backup right tackle. He's been a starting right yeah, tackle. Yeah, but I'm talking about who's going to go out there and play. You hope you don't need Dennis Kelly. You hope you don't need – But you know now – I mean? But, Robbie, you know injuries happen. Yeah, now if something happens to that offensive line, you don't go, oh, you my feel, God, yeah, we're you screwed. you better than you did a year Because these guys sure. have all played a majority but, of the year and have had starts. Like, to me, to you me, feel so much better. But to me, the only reason that – in terms of the guys that are going to go out there and play and what level of performance you're going to get from the offensive line, it's better simply because David Bakhtiari is out there. Sure, yes, yeah. compared to last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Absolutely, because Bakhtiari got hurt before right. the playoffs. Right. Right, I agree with you there. Outside linebacker with Merciless – I mean, and as Ryan Wood pointed out earlier, yeah, we talk about Merciless and rushing the quarterback, but Merciless was really good against the run That's during true. his time in Green Bay. That's true. That's going to help as well as he rotates in with Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and Rashawn Gary. I mean, look at quarterback. Talking to Ryan Wood about this too. I mean, Jair Alexander now makes sense to slide in to cover the slot at this point. The only you, thing about you him leave in the slot Stokes is and they, Douglas outside and let him go. They asked that slot cornerback to come down and help in the run game a Correct. lot. Correct, and, and we this, talked and about that back too. From a shoulder injury. Correct, and Ryan Wood and like I discussed idea. that, and Wood said, "I don't know about nickel, but in dime, he definitely goes inside because there won't be a, a threat sure. of a run in sure. a dime situation. Yeah. Nickel, we don't know how that'll play, and we don't know how many snaps he'll play." Uh, when he comes back for the playoffs. But, yeah, man, how can you not be excited about the Packers? I mean, I know you've been trying to be Debbie Downer for a couple days, but I am super excited about the Packers. I keep getting accused of that. That's an unfair characterization of my my, my comments. A couple days in a That's row, all. I turn it on, and I've heard the same same rhetoric going on about why are you bringing us Packer fans down, Rami? I, I, I know. because I pe- keep hearing Because it. people hear what they want to hear. I had this talk with Sam before the show because oh. he was saying the same thing. Well, then clearly there must be something to it. No, if everybody all... but you believes it, it's probably true. Y'all just hear what you want to hear. Okay, fine. That's, that's all that it is. What are we going to hear? Here today on the Rami Show. You're actually going right along the lines of what I was going to talk about at the top of the show, even though you're answering a different question. Oh. Um, does this season have a special feel to it with all these guys coming back for the playoffs? I said to Gary today mm-hmm. that after listening to Ryan Wood, after the merciless news and everything else, yeah. this is the first time where you can kind of feel a little bit of magic, I feel like, right now. A little magic. Can you? A little magic in the air. Well, think about it. Can mm-hmm. you come up with another team? That returned like seven guys Not like this, that were no. hurt all no. at the same time before the playoffs. No, no, I can't. I've never seen or heard of anything of this like this in my life. Like this ever happening? No. Ever? Yeah. Never. Do you know how many? How much of this? Hold on. I'll get into it on my show. Can, can I just say sure. something? This really is hurting, Rami. I mean, why? You don't understand what the do you pain. Mean? If the Brewers had this, Rami would be excited. Because Rami, again, a Cubs fan, yes. But Rami really, truly does, I, 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 I believe this in my heart, does pull for the Brewers, I too, do. if it's not against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, all, Bucks, I'm very transparent right. about all this. Bucks, again, same thing, mm-hmm. pulls for the Bucks. Well, I mean, you saw him shirt off, drunk, whatever, down in the Deer District uh, last year. So you know he's legitimately into the Bucks. Higher than man. And he'll tell you, he bears first, Packers, uh-uh, no. Yeah. So, yes, he can come on and give a fair analysis. It ain't going to be one side or whatever else. But deep down, you got to be thinking to yourself, man, you got to be kidding me, man. I mean, all these dudes come back and play. you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. This is all lining up for the, quote, last dance, stolen from the Bills, mm-hmm. last dance scenario. This all could actually play out 
the way that Rodgers and Devontae Adams were hoping for. I'm definitely, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say mad or salty. I'm jealous. Jealous. I'm jealous of what the Packers have going on. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, sure. your, your idiot Bears, uh, <laughs> I just read Schefter saying that they're going to uh, interview the assistant director of player of personnel for the GM job. Why? I, Why would you do that? I don't know. Go far away I wouldn't, I wouldn't from put, whoever Pace has. Far away. I wouldn't put anything past them. You don't, what are you doing? I wouldn't Speaking put which, anything past we them. We do have Dave Wanstead on tomorrow on the big show at uh, 1035. Oh, nice. To talk about the fiasco of the McCaskey family uh, at 1035 tomorrow on the big show. Looking forward to it. has a drink or two, and he's on with uh, Parkins and Spiegel on the score. Funny you said that. Brought that up to Gary. Yeah. Gary wants to talk to our boss and say, I want to bring some brown stuff in from now on (laughs) if that can happen. I would like a day of the week where I can drink on there. Yes, though. Gary has to be here for four hours. Gary can't be getting... You know what? Compromise last half hour of the show. I'm just saying. Gary gets to warm up with a little something, something. Gary's pretty excited about being able to bring brown stuff in if if Wani can. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think last hour, half hour of the show. But then he has, somebody has to drive him home. Well, I, I don't you know, know what about I mean? that. That's a whole thing. You mean Gary? Yeah. Gary don't like driving himself anywhere. He'll be excited about that. <laughs> Are you kidding? Gary, Pete, you know this. No matter where you are in the country, if you're with Gary, you're, you're driving. driving. Yeah, you are definitely driving. Man, hates to drive. Gary's a good DJ, though. From the passenger seat. Well, maybe. Gary riding shotgun on the ones and twos. Yeah. Yeah. He'll have, you like it's that. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. He's going to be dancing. He's going to be right. singing. It's going to be a fun ride. What you got Also, up? in that 3 o'clock hour, how much stock do you put in uh, not just tonight's game against the Warriors, but it's this upcoming tough stretch for the Bucks in terms of a measuring stick, if no, you will? No. no. Nothing? Not at all? No Drew Holiday. George Hill is questionable, I guess, now, so maybe he'll play. Uh, no Draymond Green for Golden State. Nah. Like we we had a topic earlier today, you know, which one has the majority of your interest tonight, Badgers or Bucks? They play pretty much the same time. Badgers are at six, Bucks six thirty, mm-hmm. ESPN two and TNT respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Badgers for me. Like I'm I'm all in on this Johnny Davis Badger team right now. Like I can't get enough. Like let's see how far this thing can go. And again, th- this thing here. I mean, the, when we get closer to the playoffs, I'll, I'll be you? I'll be more interested come you? the playoffs. But hey, how could you? Just saying. There's. there's there's nobody on this planet that mm. I want to watch basketball more than I want to watch Giannis play basketball. Which is great. For you to choose. Go ahead. Johnny Davis. Boring ass brand of Wisconsin Badgers basketball no. over, the, over the Milwaukee is, Bucks. Their offense is not throwing up 50 oh. a night anymore. That's not what this offense is. That's a, they're getting up. They're pushing the ball. They're doing a Chucky Hepburn is pushing the ball, man, on offense. This tempo is up right now for the Badgers offense. I'm going to put up a poll. I'm just telling you. What are you watching tonight? Oh, don't, don't, don't do that. Now I'm going to do it. Because now wh- I'm going to do it. This was our question. I'm going to do it. Who will have the majority of your interest tonight? Right? Badgers yeah, or Bucks? I'm going to do That's it. That's the question. Uh-huh. Do you know what I got? Uh-huh. Why can't you watch both? Uh-huh. Okay, well, not everybody has two TVs in the living room like Rami. Mm-hmm. I don't. And on top of that, I'm going to be driving the kid around for baseball tonight, which means most of this I will hear on the radio. Can't listen to two radio stations at once. So I'll be listening to the radio to the Badger game and Matt LaPay tonight while I'm driving so around. Matt LaPay will make a game entertaining. Uh, Sam Schmitz is waving his hand at me. What, well, yes, can, Sam. can we not do the Badger thing today? Because like <laughs> you're going to get on your whole college sports you know, oh, diatribe, yeah. and then oh, we have the college sports, sports show tonight, and we want to <laughs> oh, make sure it always we ends have a up good lead Thursday with him. Yeah, you're right. Good call. Yeah, uh, I'm with Sam Vito. Every time college sports comes up with Rami, it's always on a Thursday, and yes. I have to remind him, like, we have a college sports show on this day. Say, right. Turn us college sports, so down with Chills, Dan Underberg, do a great job. They do. Tonight. They do. I always, whenever that happens, though, especially on a Thursday, I'll put the disclaimer on do it. Do you know like, what I think we're going to do? I'm not here. I'm going to have Don with Chillis cut a promo for Thursdays only during your show. 
And it's going to say, coming up tonight at 6, it's the Journey House College Sports Show. Hey, Rami, that means you don't need to talk about that it. Is, uh, that is the rest such of the a great show. dude, too. I feel bad. A 15 that's going to run during your show to fun. remind you not to rip on college sports on that day. Do I or do I not always remind people, though, hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage you from liking college sports. And if you do like college sports, no better show for it that show is than so Don Wachillis and the, and, the, and the Journey House College Sports. That show, show is so good. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good dude. He's they a good radio. So good they're really good. And they're real good. They're That's, funny. They're entertaining. They're knowledgeable. Yes. It's a really good show. If the if the source content is is your thing and the source content being college sports, no better place to go good. All than, right. than what, what the else you college got? sports show. Uh, four o'clock, J.R. Radcliffe from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Did you hear about J.R. Radcliffe? What, what happened? Car got stolen out of his driveway the other day. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Right out the driveway. Right huh? out of the driveway. Wow. I don't know if they found it yet. We'll talk about that. Yeah, you should talk about that. Maybe some Packers too. Maybe you can help them find his car. And then after Jr., it. it's going to be a ranting, raving, rumbling, tumbling four o'clock hour. Because I'm about, I'm about to yell at you people about Aaron Rodgers in the four o'clock hour of the show today. Okay, sounds good. All right. When are you going to shave that thing on your face? This? My that, beard? That is awful. What do you mean? There is no way anybody thinks that's good. What do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah, what's wrong with it? I'm trying to let it go a little bit, actually. But I'm, I am, I have been trimming it. I have been, like, shaping it. You know what I mean? I'm trying, last year, during when COVID first hit yeah. and nobody was leaving their house, yeah. I just let it go completely. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever lived the Amish lifestyle? <laughs> no. Don't listen to this, man. Do what you want to do. Thank it's you. It's a great Sam. beer. Appreciate you. I have been trimming it and shaping it. I'm just letting it go a little, a a little longer and thicker. Yeah. It's due for a trim. This weekend, it's going to get a trim. <laughs> it's going to get a little shaping. So bad. This morning, him and Bart were like rubbing their beards against their mics. <laughs> they wanted to rub it against each other. You yeah. Know oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's definitely what they wanted. They just weren't close enough to do it to each other. All right. Robbie Makloff and his whatever is on his face. Do not rub it, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, when I tell Leroy Butler that you rubbed that gross thing all over that microphone, he's going to be like, I'll work from home from now on. Mark rubbed his on yours. That's even worse. Goodbye. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, 